Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi, everyone. It's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. First, of, first up, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin. Today, we're discussing Chapter 6. Previously on Wizard Team. Uh, <laughs> So, Amari goes to an interview in a secret part of the office building. Um, she's got to wait on the stupid elevator. That doesn't make any sense. It's definitely be a little bit more streamlined and make more sense. That's fine. She gets there, and she meets Barnabas Ware and his fabulous suit, which is fabulous the word. Awesome suit. Um, yeah. It is awe-inspiring. It, is, it inspires <laughs> awe. It inspires awe. Word. Um, <laughs> with of of brown and orange feathers, I believe. Uh, Amari finds out that her suit is none other than a wonderful do boys with the one size fits all. Once Barnabas, who is skinny yet tall and not twelve years old, is able to take Amari's jacket and it fits him perfectly. And then Amari is like, "Wait a second magic and i'm like girl now like you were at the boats of atlantis or whatever like yeah (laughs) magic keep up babes um but she is overstimulated there's a lot of information coming at her at once and we find out that this interview process is pretty easy she has to agree before finding anything else out and it's binding it's a binding contract. Um, if, and this is a question for the listeners, if your brother was not missing, would you agree to this contract? <laughs> <laughs> and I also know that like our audience is a bit older than 12 years old, so right. I expect an overwhelming, hell no. No, <laughs> I will, no, I will no, no. That the um is binding for the summer, like she had it's for the summer, it doesn't say forever, it says summer. That's true, which the summer is three months, it's a quarter of the year, so and it's dangerous. We don't know in what ways, but her brother is missing, so we know that it's not you know without its risk, yeah. Um and I think that's where we left. Oh, Amari says yes. You know, she got to find mm-hmm. her brother. She got to do what she got to do. So that's that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, couldn't be me. <laughs> Could not be me. No, we've, no. we've talked about this before. It's ride or die, but ask questions. And uh, Quentin, I got questions. And they haven't been and answered. A, so, like, what's going plethora. on? <laughs> An abundance like, of questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loyalty is real, but <laughs> loyalty without any understanding? Mm-mm, we don't do that. Like, what what good do? is it if we're both dead or miss- and or missing? Right. Mm-hmm. Who, someone has to be the one to navigate the obstacles, right? Like mm-hmm. someone has what to is- be the one looking around, figuring out how to get around everything. Mm-mm. What do we accomplish here? Oh, Hello, puppy. Oh, she was like, you have been in there for too long. Oh, I left the other door open. How do I hear her? I, I closed both doors. She can't oh, even get in the room. Come, where do I hear that 
ball dropping from them. You hear a phantom ball drops, which She said yes. She's ready. Mr. Ware leaps out of his seat. It's like, congratulations. A fantastic decision. Always a pleasure to bring a fresh face into the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs. Um, So again, Amari don't know what the fuck that means. (laughs) So she's like, huh? Um, so this then is the he... first time she's heard the full name for the Bureau. The full name. She's like, the what? Like, you are not. Please. Please tell me. Um. So Mr. Ware says, go to any corner of the world and you'll find tales of beings and creatures that only seem possible in our imaginations. What if I told you that living among us are all the beings we've come to pass off as myth? Trolls and sphinxes, mermaids and oddities you could see with your own eyes and still not believe. These and countless more dwell in our towns and walk our streets. Um, one might even One might be your neighbor or even your favorite teacher. So it's like... I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like this. Again, obviously, like, would have been nice to have sooner for Amari, but I do like that it is, like, there's so many different things. You know what I mean? It's from all corners of the world. There's not just, like, this one type of supernatural being. It's, like, all the things in the stories that you've read and the movies you've seen, like, they're real. They're just underground or, like, hidden in different ways. Um and so, yeah. Um, and then we see that the Bureau is the link between, he says, the known world and what is hidden. Um, and they're charged with keeping the secret. And clearly they are taking that very seriously. <laughs> yes. Because they said nothing to this child. Um, so I was thinking about this and I feel like the idea of, like, I always think about, like, okay, well, if it's a secret, then why is it in the movies, right? And then I always think about, like, the idea that, like, you have to have some kind of, like, mythology around these things mm-hmm. to better handle and or explain away when something from the secret world becomes public, right? right. So he talks about, like, um... <laughs> the werewolf line, did we do that part? Whatever. Not yet, but um, it's it's right next. It's next up. Yeah, but like, so just like if you actually saw one of these supernatural creatures, you can kind of be tricked into being like, oh, that was my imagination because mm-hmm. it is something that exists in the collective imagination. And like, yeah. that's why media is so powerful. Yeah. Um, and I think even too now with fandom. like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think now too, like, you know, pe- folks be dressing up. Janelle Monet was walking around in a whole, like two whole costumes. Mm-hmm. She was a rabbit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people can just, like, with the right resources and, like, um, like, you can kind of... Dedication. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, and dedication. Like, you can really, like, walk around in, in, like, costumes and, like, CGI is a thing. Like, so there's so many things that you can just, like, now especially, you can easily write off. Um, Yeah. And, like, yeah, and I think it's interesting. It's just, like, a hiding... Not completely in plain sight, but, like, it feels like they do 
there's like levels to it i guess because then she's because yeah. like when he says like one might even be your neighbor like you might live next to somebody who is a supernatural person and you would have no idea um so that's like literally in play in sight yeah exactly very men in black and i think like i just think that's super dope um the way that they kind of like like i said again because there's levels because then there's other things that you have no clue exist right like the like the international railways of atlantis like that's not in plain sight that's mm-hmm. underwater so there's like different um ways that they keep the secret which i think is interesting and more than just like don't tell anybody um so yeah so then amari is kind of like so if that's true don't people have a right to know if a werewolf is sitting next to them on the bus um and then where goes thankfully werewolves tend to be trained people which is not <laughs> the answer but like cool fact um that's, it's a that's fun fact, but then it's also what kind of train are we talking about like the subway train are we talking about right. are we talking about like right. the rail is it on, the like, Amtrak? The right. Amtrak, which is, you know, in a lot of parts of the country we don't have access to. Like, I where like what kind? Uh, what kind? How, in what world is it better that they are trained people than they are bus people? Right. The way he says, yeah. thankfully. In the, in the, the way he in said, California. That's right. where. Because I was like, cool. We don't have and that. then I thought, I'm about to get on a call with Portia and she might have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> she takes the train. She takes the train, I right. Like, <laughs> I was like, there may be more people on the train than there are on, on the subway than there are on buses. And not yes, California, not space not in buses. So someone hulks out on a bus is a problem. Right. It's still a problem under under underground. underground. That's yeah. a real problem. Yeah. I, don't know. I just I don't like know. how my favorite was that he said thankfully, as opposed to like that's, that's what I was thinking. If he had said like fun like, fact they tend to be trained people, then it's like, okay, cool, that's just the fact. He's like, No, right. thank God they're trained people. <laughs> You're like, What? You're like, why is that better? What? <laughs> in in Atlanta, the people use buses more than they use trains. It's better for her. Saying <laughs> it, it, <clears throat> context, you know. Oh, so I funny. still think that buses... regionalisms. Then, but then that also <laughs> makes me wonder: Do werewolves not generally live in Atlanta or in California because the train system is lacking? Right. <laughs> but also, my question is: Maybe are there's they, many like, more. There's, there's a lot more werewolves near you in New York. You said what? Bureau agents, the only ones who get teleporters? Because why are they even bothering with freaking uh, public transpo if they, everybody has True. teleporters in this world? Capitalism. I don't, yeah, I don't know if everybody does. I can't remember if they like explain like who gets to use transporters or not. Right. But I guess that's, that's my if question. they do, it'll be later. Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely like, want to. Like, who wants to take the train? From transporters? Like, not uh, everyone gets a transporter. I don't remember the like the thing, but I feel like it's not ubiquitous yeah should be. okay but i feel like what is the structure in place where and only some people get it and not others like that capitalism is yes but yes and i don't like i love that we have like <laughs> the bureau of supernatural affairs but we can't fix capitalism you know oh well it be that way sometimes it yeah um so uh we find so um, okay so he says so why um the supernatural world is kept secret is peace of mind um, he says people tend to fear what they don't understand and fear can be far, can far too easily become hatred. Um, he brings up the great bug conflict of 69, um, where the society of sentient insects created people repellent spray. <laughs> and, um, he was like, you'd be surprised how quickly reason goes out the window when bugs start spraying back. And, you know, 
It's valid. The point is made. The point was made. (laughs) I also find it really funny because like we, I obviously we like completely understand, right? Like peace of mind and people having issues with like the unknown or things that are not like them. And my thing was like, well, make, make them known and give people education and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then I was thinking about like our actual world. And I was like, oh. I literally <laughs> had that too. Cause I was like, I was like, if I was, if at first I was like, you know, you could normalize the supernatural. Like, yeah. Even before, because at some point the bureau wasn't a thing. Like at this point, it'd definitely be harder because they've it's been it's like clearly an established thing, and so it'd be harder to like reintroduce the supernatural into like the known world. But back way back when, um, I'm like at some point y'all could have just you know been like, hey, look, we all exist. Let's let's coexist together. We see each other. But clearly there is like then I too thought like okay, but folks in this world can't even get over skin color so (laughs) imagine a werewolf on the train (laughs) you know but then it's like it's one of the things i like most about like mercy thompson um (laughs) like a lot of the like urban fantasies that i read and enjoy where like supernatural beings have been made public it's because like the justification is like technology and science have gotten to a point where it's harder to like explain away um like with werewolves it used to be like oh wild animal attacks a dog attacks but now it's like they you can do dna on on your dog so like it's getting harder and harder to kind of like create these stories and now there's like cameras everywhere you know cameras on your phone whatever um and so they feel like their only recourse is to go public because they're having a harder time hiding. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like the opposite of that is something like the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs, where then you you create this huge bureaucracy to continue to be able to hide mm-hmm. these things in which like a changing world is making it harder and harder. And I think also to... adapting that too, because like we've already yeah. seen the different like technology that they use. That's like very similar to like, regular technology and so i think even that too is like part of it is adapting to this world as opposed to being like overwhelmed by it yeah for me i like the whimsy of this like that the bugs mm-hmm. fought back by making people repel it and for me it felt I like want it, that for me i also kind of felt like a like some level like indigeneity kind of thing of like we were here first mm-hmm. y'all came and messed with our where yeah, we were, spray and us. y'all came up in here and then try to spray us out of a place we were already sitting so no y'all go, go somewhere else and now i can only see um portia in a hotep hat talking about <laughs> we was dinosaurs like i i was trying to figure out like is there any like coincidence like this is like the year of 1969 like the, i was trying to say there's something in atlanta that happened around then i didn't see anything but only thing i could think about was like maybe uh woodstock is explained as being like repellent people like they all were like repelled together to go to woodstock (laughs) that year or something like i don't know but it just it's a funny story to think about like what oh like what like explanation for the people getting repelled Mm -hmm. yeah it's super funny stories were told Right. Um, and like Amari is like, that's not in any history book that I've read. And Mr. Ware's like, we're very good at our job. Like, see, <laughs> so that's why. Point um, <laughs> so, 
um, Amari, so then Amari's like, okay, cool. Like, I'll, I'll, she tells, I'll see for myself soon enough. So she's like, I, she's surprised by it and is like still a little skeptical about it, but is also like, okay, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Like, she doesn't really, because of her situation and because she's trying to find her brother, she doesn't have, or like, doesn't allow herself like the time to be in awe or to like fully feel, I guess, like, attached to this she's just kind of like all right cool if that's what it is that's what it is i need to find my brother um yeah so she like starts to bring that up and mr Ware like puts think two fingers in his he puts his fingers in his ears and he's like basically he's like the bureau is not always safe um and because i'm somebody who like recruits the kids and like brings them in like i don't want to ever i don't i try not to listen to the news about like what may or may not have happened to him or happened to them so um so yeah so he's like i don't know nothing i don't want to know anything and i think that like it's an like interesting kind of like maybe like humanizing moment because for now like so far he's been very just like bizarre yeah um I also, though, wondered about that because when we get further along in the book, it's like Quentin is very well known in this world. And like, so there's like Amari Peters. I don't know if he knows her last name at this point. No, but I think he, he didn't knows. let her. He didn't let her say. Oh, um, but like, you know, this black girl, it kind of feels like he probably has an inkling of who her missing brother is, but doesn't want confirmation because he doesn't want that on his heart. And like you said, it's very like humanizing in a way. but. Also, my thought was like, how many missing people, are, children are there? And why are you still recruiting them? Yeah. Why are we still? I mean, he says, so that, many... I mean, I don't know if there's so many missing, but just like, he's like, it's dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. My, my, so. Yeah. On the similar tone on that note, I was very much like, I was taken by him saying, I can't say I know of anyone who has died or gone missing. So he literally has removed himself from hearing at all about mm-hmm. anyone who's gone missing or has mm-hmm. died. He has removed himself from the ability of knowing if anything has happened that way. And yes. that's what got what you said got me. Like when I was when I wrote the note, I wrote like as well known as Quentin is in this world, this man is saying that he doesn't know if anyone has gone missing or or he so his knowledge, he has no idea if anyone has gone missing or is has died. And I'm like that must be some real deep burying your head in the sand like how... that's what the covering your ears is for because like he can't like, say that like plausible deniability but like come on man like right but i'm like he has should. to really be in deep 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 to not like to have <laughs> to his knowledge he knows no one he knows of no one yeah he's like nah but i mean also like i'm not... it's wild it's like very efficient way of protecting your peace honestly like i don't know he's <laughs> he's got a lot of things blocked and that's why I also feel like it's like an evil empire kind of thing. It's like you know that you potentially could be sending people to their doom, and you're like, the only way I can sleep at night is by just to not know the fact it's to like myself not... from reality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also the women's outfit, have... like all the energy I could take of being worried and anxious, my outfits. Boom. Boy. <laughs> yep. Putting that on. It's one thing bed. I can control. I know it's going to fit. <laughs> um, I have not watched. PBS News Hour in over a year, so you know I get it, sir. Like, I, yeah, I can't judge you too much because I'm right on. Like, 
Um, it's like since January 6th, really, I've been like, yeah, do I need <laughs> constantly to be yeah. knowing what's going on in this world? Ooh, ghetto. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like Brianna said, very human. I understand the impulse. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create, a collective providing content through the lens of critical and creative fandom. If you want to support or partner with BNC on projects like Wizard Team, let's build. Find out how at blacknerdscreate.com support. Um, okay, so Mr. Ware reaches behind him and pulls a briefcase out of thin air. He, it's an in Invisitote, which I mess with that. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Inside is, he has a bunch of books, so he pulls out this um, book and gives it to her. It is A Thousand and One Careers. Um, he starts flipping through the pages and kind of starts explaining more of like what the Bureau is and like what she's going to be doing. So, um Kids train in summers until they're 18, and at that point, they become full adult members of a bureau. As long as they pass tryouts, they receive a scholarship to any school in the country, no matter how exclusive and no matter the cost. Um, and if you wish, you can change your specialty at the start of like the next summer, um, but then you'll have to go through the tryout process again. So there's like different jobs and different specialties, and basically, it's it kind of I mean it's a summer camp but it's like it's a job yeah Yeah. I was thinking about like how to me like kind of sad this is because it's not like other you know like magical like schools that we see or like these magical worlds where you get to learn magic for the sake of learning magic like it's literally a, a training program or like a job core for like everything is geared towards your future career And, like, she's 12. Like, damn. Like, let her be just, like, learning about this world for the sake of the knowledge of it and, like, enjoying it as opposed to, like... Like, for the explicit purpose of keeping it secret. Yeah. But it's also, like, when you think about, like... um, When I was in college, I was still a major, and I took a bunch of, like, sociology classes because in my brain, like nothing like you can't make great film if you don't understand like humans and society and sociology is the best way to do that and like my um counselor at one point was like you either have to change your major or you have to stop taking these classes and I remember being like what is the point of like learning if I can't explore the things that are interesting to me Mm -hmm. like yes you have to get a certain amount of training to be qualified for your future whatever and to earn this degree I get that but haven't we lost something here when it's like you have to stop taking these things that are interesting to you and go take these things that are not so that you can, you know, or whatever. I, it just was like, where is the intellectual curiosity for intellectual curiosity's sake? Mm-hmm. And we are now expecting, and the idea that like, if you decide on basically a major career path and then you 
want to change it, you have to go through the whole thing all over again. It's like, we're asking 12 year olds to, to make, make this like, decision. Lifelong decisions or yeah. decisions that will affect them forever. And that seems yeah. crazy. You like have time to try again, but like you're still making those decisions as a kid. And it yeah. kind of also brings up the fact that you you would be behind, you mm-hmm. know? Like yeah. you're, so you have to try again and then you start a year behind the people of your same kind of age group or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I noted mm-hmm. this is a very early career on ramp and mm-hmm. like, like again, capitalism will have you like, cause this is like what you're saying about like the intellectual freedom to like pursue what interests you is completely like just like part of like what you would think like being a human being would be just like pursue what interests you at any given time however because of the capitalist system like this is actually probably seen as a really good program because it actually sets people up to have careers because i and i remember seeing this recently on twitter people were talking about like how amazing would be if colleges actually made sure to link you up with a job Mm -hmm. as you graduated where it doesn't have to become on your your impetus is the person to create to find a job. It's on the college to make sure your place within your field of training. And I mean that's true because a lot of people come out of college and it's like a it's just a whole hassle. And I know people who used to like some colleges have better career services Co-ops. than others. Yeah, some I colleges have some career services centers just like. Uh, people will uh, network with the career services center enough for them to have enough interest in them. And then that's how they get it. It's not the same for any person who goes through the school and particularly for the kids who have legacy or connections to put them where they want to be in the first place. Cause there's so many people who could probably, they have the right connections major in whatever they want, as long as they finish a degree and then go still work at a million dollar firm afterwards because they got to do what they want and they had the connections to get them where they wanted to go so it's whatever and so I could see like for the people who are considering like we don't have a lot of options and this is a guaranteed win you get a guaranteed whatever school you want to go to and guaranteed work uh, once you graduate from that school that this program sounds like a great program and before we learned all this we knew that Quentin like got through school being top of his class and uh turned down college in lieu of this very lucrative and secretive job so it's really interesting how it's set up to sound like the best option especially for people who don't have other options Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um it's like taking advantage basically yeah yeah um Okay, so we find out that, like, what... So the book lists, like, every job classification the Bureau has, um, and then what positions you're allowed to pursue depends on your potential and ability. So that's the other thing, is you're not... You don't have, like, the pick of... You can't just choose whatever. Yeah, like, you have to have a specific rank. Um, So we see what... um, like what is his name mr ware sorry (laughs) we see his job in there so it's department of supernatural licenses and records recruiter um minimum badge is wooden and then chief responsibilities is meeting with um nominated children to offer a spot to the summer uh training sessions um so amari is asking like what is the badge like what does that mean 
Um, and so then we move on to the next thing, which is badge testing. Um, so there's a bunch of badges. They um, represent like current, I guess, like magical potential. Um, and then Mr. Ware says kind of like on the seas, like, oh, if I'd had to guess, I would say you're a cardboard badge, which is like, first of all, did nobody ask you for your opinion? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll read them all out. But cardboard is like the third to last one. So he's like, look, taking a look at her and deciding like where he thinks that she is on the like rank or whatever um so the the badges are gold silver bronze iron copper stone glass wood plastic cardboard aluminum foil and notebook paper and there isn't like i don't know i hate this mostly because there isn't I, she just found out about this world she has no kind of sense of like what it is and they're measuring her potential based on some innate eugenics type of thing like you're just born with or you're not born with this potential and that always like I don't know it doesn't sit right with me because like maybe she's a, gr- a quick learner maybe she exceeds potential maybe yeah. the way that you measure potential is based off of something that like doesn't actually fit with like her cultural background you know what i mean like what you guys i mean i there's so many different reasons yeah but i assume that it's like mad well so they say magical they say potential and ability so i think that like it i mean i wouldn't say that it completely accounts for that because like they very clearly have some spots where they need to (laughs) be a little bit more like just just better um but I think, like, yeah, it does feel like the potential part, like, as we'll see, like, the potential part is kind of just, like, what you start off with. Yeah. Um, And then as you're learning, like, then that is, like, your ability, and I guess it, it determines, like, yeah, like, where you can go from there. I don't know. Um... So yeah, so she's like, so okay, so she sees cardboard and she's like, of course the black girl from the projects would have an awful badge. Why would I think the supernatural world is any different from my own? Um, which is, yeah, like literally kind of where we're at right now, especially with like with Mr. Ware, like again, offering up like his unsolicited opinion. He has no idea. Like there's, it's an instrument that she has to try. Like he, you can't just look at somebody and know what their potential is. Um, and so and just like, like the fact that she has to- that she like didn't know what magic was when she walked in the room like right yeah. and it's like sir i y'all like, I are like, good at your jobs like what do you want me yeah to, what do you want her to say I know, but i also feel like he's he's also probably like thinking that he's being helpful he's probably thinking like oh let Setting me set her expectations, expectations low so she mm-hmm. doesn't feel like upset she doesn't get a high one but it's like how about she just keep her mouth shut how about right. she just not yeah um it like messes with her self-confidence like from the job. from beginning mm-hmm. exactly yeah. she's already starting from behind he she came in that room he told her not to bother to tell her to tell him his her full name because mm-hmm. as far as he knew she wasn't gonna make it so it's whatever and like i got that like he was already flustered he came in he broke the chair he had just eaten the sandwich he was not all the way to bed together and he was like not looking at her and not like taking things in but at the same time she now she already knows that because from when he said she's starting behind the other kids because he said they've already got their rooms assigned 
mm-hmm. and all this stuff like that. So she already is having a feeling of like not anxiety just because of like it's a whole new world and it's dangerous, but also because she's starting from behind. Like and now he's also trying to reinforce you're going to be behind you're going to be low you're not going to be very far and it's like sir you don't you don't have to keep reinforcing these things you don't have to and you don't know you You don't don't know know. you literally have and it's also for maria like we said like the stakes are really high for her right Mm -hmm. like it's not just like oh she wants to get in the summer program and do well she wants to find her brother so she wants to be in the best position to do what she needs to do to find her brother and so all of these things is like really like messing with her self, like her self confidence, and that's really important because her stakes are higher mm-hmm. than just like finding a good job, which is yeah. nice, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he gives her this like thing that looks like a thermometer or works like a thermometer. It's like a long plastic tube, but there are no numbers. So she puts the thing in her mouth. Um, it's only under her tongue for like a second before Mr. Rare pulls it out, and then the red liquid rises all the way to the top so fast that it shatters in his hands. Um, like, <laughs> um, so he the goes. Thing that got me was that she said that she blows off a piece of lint and then okay, sticks it in yeah. her mouth, and I was like, "Y'all gonna sanitize this? Y'all are like, gonna spray on. it down with some like, sir, sir, COVID." <laughs> From the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs. Yep. <laughs> he just got back from some weird... God knows where his vacation was. In his parrot suit. In his parrot suit. We cracked it, guys. We figured it out. So he frowns and he says, interesting. And then Mari's like, good interesting or bad interesting? Um, but he doesn't answer. So again, like, not getting any answers from this man. He just gives her this uh, metal box called a starter kit. Um, and is like, be at this address at 6 p.m. tomorrow, and then practically shoves her out of the office. So she does not get any more answers after that. It's just, okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah. Very unsatisfactory. Yes. That chapter is so short. Um, So short. Okay, so MVP. Oh wow, look at us. Um, <laughs> so I had Amari as my MVP. I again, I, she's just taking in so much information at once, and then just like taking it like a champ. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be completely over, completely whelmed over, like in a corner somewhere crying. I would have went home the minute I saw that man's suit. <laughs> I had to pick off some some lint to put this thing in my mouth. In like mouth. I just no, gotta gotta go, gotta blast. Um, mm-hmm. and she's just rolling with the punches, and so I gotta give it to her. Yeah, I agree. I also made Amari my MVP for similar reasons, just like dealing with a whole lot of new information plus microaggressions. Plus, her brother's still missing. Plus, she's definitely in trouble when she gets home. So, it's just, like, <laughs> it's a lot. And she's, like, she's she's doing what she can do. Um, and, yeah. And it's very much, like, not that pressed about the fact that this is, like, this whole new world. Like, whole new magical thing. She's just, like, alright, cool. What's next? 
it's amazing. Yeah. I definitely would not have handled this much information and new stuff and where the existence of werewolves. I would not have, I wouldn't be so cool about it. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I too made Amari my MVP uh, for all the things you've said. And also the fact that like, she's very, even though each time she's tried to ask a question thus far, she's been rebuffed. She's still not letting go. She's still going to be inquisitive. She's still going mm-hmm. to do as much as she can to not only figure out where her, if she can learn anything about where her brother is, but also like she couldn't ask any questions about this agreement that she just made. But now that she's made the agreement, she's like, okay, all the questions I can, because what is going on? Um, and while they don't get answered, she still is advocating for herself by herself and is doing it as well as she can and I admire that for her I feel sad for her that that's what she has to go through um and I feel like we've all been in similar situations where you're like young and not having to advocate for yourself when you're really like someone else should be doing it for you and um just like that's kind of part of like growth but also it's like a kind of sad kind of growth because you know that there are people who have someone who can stick up for them all the time and you're threatening your thrust in that role it's like crap like here I am trying to do something that I'm not quite prepared for but I'm gonna do my best and she really does the best she can agreed um benched I'm gonna say Barnabas because he is really not like I feel like if you're recruiting somebody for a job you need to give them more information and also like not let your own stuff bleed into this like it's just like please relax and also like tell her what that means that the, she shattered the thing mm-hmm. like why are you now you're like okay that's it thanks for coming by i can't tell you anything until you agree and now that you've agreed i can't tell i can't you tell you anything I, re- I continue to not tell you anything. at no point would i tell you anything because i want to get back like, to vacation and like I, facts, but like yeah but also i'm like i would assume that if you did it and like it didn't shatter like it went up to a certain level wouldn't he be like oh interesting me. here you're a cardboard badge or you're a glass badge or whatever but instead he just yeah, he shat- literally it shattered so like it it's, that's not supposed to happen i i'm assuming mm-hmm. um and instead yeah. of being like yo this is wild it's unprecedented i don't know what this means like even if he didn't know what it means like to yeah. say that would have been i'm gonna need to nice. do some research about this but or, this you is, like, yeah. or you can expect to learn more about this um when you come back tomorrow right. i don't have yeah. the answers but tomorrow i got you <laughs> I'll look None into this for you. Yeah, I also um, benched Barnabas mostly because like, he's a recruiter, right? And like, that's not what this or what he's doing in this thing. Like, he's more kind of just like onboarding or whatever. Yeah. Um, because a recruiter is going to sell you on why you want this job, why you want this place. Like, they're going to help, and they're also supposed to help walk you through the process. Like, even if it doesn't go your way, you feel like there's someone who is helping you guide you through the process of what to expect. And he's just not, she knows nothing more than she did before she agreed. Uh, or maybe I mean, a little bit like more. She knows like a little more. She knows like a little more because she got, is. yeah, and she, she's got to get the starter pack and whatever. But like, I don't think he does a good job of making her feel like, okay, I, I'm glad that I said, yes, I agree. Um, and that at least if I have questions or at least if I am 
unclear about what's happening, Bar- I can always I can ask Barnabas, my recruiter, mm-hmm. which is what they're supposed to do. So, I feel like the first time I read this book, I was not. I think that like Barnabas like is citricity around this uh, suit and the boys like like got me more. So I wasn't so like. Um, critical of him um but in this read through i am way more critical of barnabas and particularly how much he is relying on the fact that he's part of this exclusive world and that it's a privilege for this girl who clearly doesn't know anything about it to be part of it and he's using that as the explanation for why he doesn't even bother to like make her feel any more welcome to the world he didn't never he was talking about the suit with her he was just like kind of like cluing her in to something that he found like very exciting or whatever, like his own interest and like Quentin played into that. And that's why she was able to get through. But think about the fact that Quentin had to set her up in this way because he knew this man would not go out of his way to help her. Uh-huh. And so that says a lot about Barnabas's character that Quentin knew that this man would not go out of his way to help her unless he gave him a provocative reason to do so and he goes out of his way to like make her feel unwelcome even more by not only like not giving her an explanation of behind all these things along the way and even after she's uh, accepted but also like basically shoving her out the door and it's just like that's uncalled for and even if you're rushing it back to your vacation, you could be like, I, I will no longer be available this weekend, but like tomorrow, make sure you hit up this person. They'll be able to help you something. He's not doing any of that. No, and he's just like, go to this address and that's it. <laughs> that's it. And get out of my office. Like, bye. Yeah. yeah. And that's, comp- that is very rude. Like he, would he be doing that? Or if it was someone who's connected to child, he wouldn't be doing that. Like, sir, No. I'm yeah, it. it's really funny because when I first read it, I read Barnabas as like kind of like a DMV like worker, like just kind of mm. over the bureaucracy, and I've been called in on my vacation type of thing. So similar to you, I think Portia, like the first time I got, I I was more predisposed to kind of like him because you know he got he's working on his day off and um he's got a funny suit and he's whimsical and all the stuff. But then this read through, I was like, nah, man, your job is to like help these kids. It says in the, like in your little thing that you gave her, you, you list out your yeah. job duties and you're not doing them. Um, or you're doing them in a way that is, it seems, um, you're not prepare like in preparation for a career. You're not preparing her for like summer camp. You're not prepared. You're not helping her get prepared, and you're making assumptions about her and her skill level. And I don't like that. Yeah. Agreed. This um, is the first time I've like. Oh no! I guess it's the first time since chapter one that I've actually benched a person. A person. <laughs> Same, but I also benched capitalism a bit because the reason why this is all allowed to happen is because <laughs> Barnabas is over it. And also, but I don't know, he could also just, I don't know what he'd be like on a day that wasn't his vacation. And the fact that, like, the reason why no one is questioning the system or like making it better is because this is all, this all makes sense under capitalism. Like, we're not gonna like push back at how the system works, we're just gonna let it function. Um, 
but Barnabas being like the face of it and doing it in this way, like he has cannot go in like he is very much like the bitch person in this episode. Like why would you <laughs> like why? Sir, yeah, go get an attitude adjustment. Way? I don't know. Figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank y'all for listening. Uh join us next week when we discuss chapter seven. Wizard Team is brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our content, you can check our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at blacknerdscreate, at Yana Rodit, at Robin underscore Rambles, and at Porsche. You can also follow us on Instagram at blacknerdscreate. Subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and all of our podcasts in our collective. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Bye.